Hi, welcome to the Parshas Nasai edition. This week, the Haftarah is the story of the birth of Shimshin. Shimshin, who was one of the Shoftim, and the story is in Shoftim, Parakut Gimel. The connection with this week's Parsha is that we learn about Zerus, and Shimshin was a Nazir. He was a Nazir Mibetan from when he was born, and in fact, the Mishnayis in the first parak of Nazir tell us that there's a category called Nazir Shimshin, which has its own set of rules. The Mishnah says that uh, if anyone, if someone says Hareini Kishimshin, I'm like Shimshin Kiben Manoyach. If uh, alternatively, if someone says I'm like the son of Manoyach, who is Shimshin's father, as we see in our Torah, Kibal Delilo, like the husband of Delilo. <clears throat> Kimisha Akar Dalsais Aza, like the one who uprooted the doors of Aza. That's the famous story of the end of Shimshin. Kimisha Nekru Plishtim as Ainov, like the one who the Plishtim gouged out his eyes. Hariza Nazir Shimshin. Ma Bain Nazir Oilum Nazir Shimshin. So, in what way is Nazir Shimshin even more strict or more lenient? In what way is it different than a Nazir Oilum? We know that someone can accept Nazirus for an amount of time, um, the minimum amount is 30 days, but it can be as long as possible. What is the difference between a Nazir Oilam, someone who is a Nazir for his entire life, and one who is a Nazir Shimshin? What's special about this category? And the mission tells us two details that the Nazir Shimshin is different. Now, a couple of points about this uh, Haftarah. First of all, we find that Manoyach has a has a wife who's not named, but Ashes Manoyach is the one that sees the Malach, and she relates it to her husband. Her husband Davin's that the Malach should come back again, and again when he comes a second time, it doesn't appear to Manoyach, rather to Manoyach's wife. And in interesting uh, Gemara, in I believe it's in other places as well. But the Gemara says, Omer Reb Nachman. Reb Nachman said, Manoyach Manoyach was illiterate. It was unlearned. The verse tells us, Manoyach followed his wife. So Reb Nachman understood this to mean that he literally went uh, after his wife, which is something that is is uh, against Halacha. Maskev Reb Nachman by Yitzchak, if that is the way you're understanding the Pasuk, we have other verses that seem to say other great people did the same thing. Rather, the Pasuk means, he followed her advice, which there's nothing wrong with. So Reb Ashi said, according to Reb Nachman's understanding of the Pasuk, he never learned Pasukim, he never even went to uh, what we would call elementary school. The Pasuk in Parshish Chayesar tells us that Rivka followed the Eved Avram, Eliezer. She followed him and did not go in front of him. Uh, an interesting uh, way we see from Ashi's words how it was simple uh, for all to see that from a simple Pasuk in Chumash, one would learn halachas about the proper way to go about a day-to-day life. Um, another thing we find in our Torah is that when 
the uh, Manoach wants the Malach to come back, seemingly to uh, say the instructions clearly, what he said the first time. The Malach comes back and seems to give basically the same story again. He says, you're going to have a son, and he shouldn't drink wine, and he should stay away from Dvarim Tameim, from things that are that are impure, and he's going to be a Nazir, and, and he's going to uh, uh, help Klal Yisrael. What, what, is, what is the Malach adding the second time? There's a famous uh, Vart from Shimon Schwab where he understood this Pasuk that the second time around, the Malach comes and says, It doesn't say that in a, in a language that um, that the child should watch out. It says a language that she should be careful of these things. And a few more small diukim in the psukim, and he understood this to mean that the Menoyach was explaining how is it possible to raise a child as a Nazir if we are going to not be Nazirim. And the Malach said that in order to raise such a child, you have to uh, act as Nazirim and and uh, not to teach by by um, lesson, but rather to teach by a living example of the Hanhaga, of the way that he is to, that the child is to lead his life. Another thing we find in Aftar is that Menoyach asks the Malach, Mishamecha, what is your name? That when your word comes, we'll honor it. And the Malach said, Why are you asking me my name? It is, Feli, it is, it is hidden. The Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis compares this with the incident between Yaakov and the Malach. When Yaakov fights with the Malach and parshas Vayishlach, he asks the Malach his name. Tell me your name. And Rashi tells us there we don't have a set name, depends on the shlichus. The Medrash, in fact, there uh, compares this with our Pasuk here, that uh, I never know what name I'm going to carry at that time. And seemingly this gives us an insight into what the idea of a name is. A name is not just something which, uh, which is identifiable to someone as a random piece of information. It's not just like a barcode. Rather, a name tells us the essence of what a person, place, or thing is. And therefore, we find often in Tanakh that a person's name changes based on different actions or events that happen to that person. Uh, examples are Avram. Rashi tells us Yisroi had a uh, change of name. Uh, and in fact, his name was based on the fact that he was uh, yes, sir. He added a, par- a parsha in the Torah, and so on. There's uh, tremendous. Uh, there are there are uh, tons and tons of examples of this, where names indicate the uh, the essence of a person, place, or thing. And it seems that in both of these cases, in the case of Yaakov with the Malach, and in Araftar with with the Malach, they somehow wanted to tap into that and know what the very essence of a Malach was, or at least what the Malach in this case was. And they said that malachim are uh, are changeable. They're they're transient, and it's something which they don't stick with one name. Rather, they are uh, completely part and parcel of what their 
mission is and that can change um, uh, according to their mission. And uh, what's interesting is that this uh, story of Shemshin, which we it's uh, one of the more famous stories in Tanakh. This is the only Haftar which we read about Shimshin. We know much about it, and and Shimshin had many uh, ups and downs. But we definitely in the beginning, the way we uh, the way we see from Haftar, the the whole what we would call Tchilasoy Bekdusha. His uh, the whole beginning was uh, set in a way which which we don't find often that there was a special mission that he was to be born. Uh, Kadosh, uh, a special holy um, neshama, and and to be a leader, he was uh, sort of set up from the beginning to be a leader of Klal Yisrael. And we know the Rashi and Chumash tells us in that when Yaakov blessed Don and he said Don Yodin Amak Achad Shifta Yisrael, that was referring to the special qualities of Shimshon, who would have that, um, who would have the special. Uh, special Milas, and he would carry the the uh, so to speak the banner of Don. He was, as we see in Araftar, that he was uh, Menayach was from the tribe of Don, and Shimshin, right, who was his son, obviously followed. And that was something which uh, which Yaakov foresaw in the in the bracha. And in fact, the common name, and to look into it now, but the uh, the common name that people use as Shimshin Hagibar is not brought in Tanakh, and I don't know where the source is, and if there is any um, good source for it, it's definitely, that wasn't his um, primary attribute. Yes, of course, he was the loichem, he was the, uh, uh, the, he was the one that did the battles for Kal Yisrael, but the aspect of being a gibar was not uh, something that's brought out by the Psukim, and in fact, it brings out his, the fact that he judged Kal Yisrael for many years, right, the end of Arav Torah, uh, ends off with that uh, the, the, the spirit of Hashem was uh, resting on, on, on Shimshon from the time that he was born, from when he was very young, and carried him through. And with that spirit of Hashem, with the special Siata Deshmaya, Hashem used that, Hashem uh, aided Kal Yisrael to, to um, release the grip of the Plishtim that the that uh, that they had over Klal Yisrael at that time and place. I want to wish everyone a wonderful Shabbos, Kol Tov.